0: Hey there, listeners. Welcome to the official WNRG podcast. We believe the best knowledge is knowledge that is shared.
1: Throughout our podcast journey, you'll hear advice from thought leaders, gain insight into areas of expertise other than your own, and hear the inspiring stories of others.
0: This production is made possible by the dedication of our core team.
1: I'm Tara DeLucia. I'm Carmen Pantoja-Evans.
0: And I'm Brittany LaMere. We are looking forward to hearing what topics are important to you.
1: Be intentional.
2: Stay curious. And inspire others.
0: You can share your thoughts on our WNRG Buzz page or by tagging us. Hashtag WNRG Podcast Series.
2: We are here in the studio with Sherry Gabbard, and we're very excited to have her with us. Sherry, so why don't you start by telling us about your role how long you've been at Humana? A little bit, a little bit about your history.
3: Sure, um, I have been at Humana for a little over 17 years. Um, number of roles. Right. Current role is actually as a strategic consultant in the pharmacy area. Um, I support all retail and commercial pharmacy um, planning and program management. So, across um, all lines of business for pharmacy.
4: Through this whole podcast experience, I really feel that uh, there's so much interconnectedness that I, for one, had never understood before. Um, from the episodes that we released for Tracy Richardson, um, episode seven and eight, she had mentioned that we don't experience our healthcare and departments and functions. We experience it in a process, and just seeing that interconnectedness and like learning more about what this and fully trying to utilize that cost and keep it under control. I I just feel this is such a necessary – I'm so excited to be
2: doing this podcast and learning more. So thank you so much for being here doesn't it give you a sense of responsibility too. Like the more you learn about this, the more you realize your part in this sure. picture. Yeah. And even like little things, like so when you talk about admin costs, like I try to be very respectful when I'm using when I'm traveling and I'm using the corporate card for things. And I do. I, I mean, and I have a very a wonderful boss who would probably never even blink twice if there was an expense over. You know, the allotted amount, but you start to have this sense of responsibility toward the company because the bottom line is our members, because you have the ability to impact the membership based on your choices as an associate. And I think that's just something that this podcast is helping all of us to see, like, that bigger picture. Like, but you're – so your experience, your 17 years – or eighteen years, <laughs> your understanding of the business—I mean, that's not the norm. Most of us have no clue. Like we sit, in, like to Brittany's point, we sit in our in our spots mm-hmm. wherever we are in the country and in our business segments, and we. It's sometimes it's hard to understand. There's like this huge, right. massive organization that is breathing and moving, and um, the parts. Understanding what parts are out there. Yeah, I've been very fortunate. What well, we do affect someone. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and you know when I I loved underwriting
3: and. Um, it was hard for me to leave that, but I, I did, in my mind, I, I, I know I wanted to learn more and I didn't want to just see the underwriting picture. So I did make an effort at that point to branch out and uh, first of all, get out of the employer group segment to learn more because that, that was really my experience, you know, up to that point. And then it was to make a, make a few lateral moves to, to gain knowledge, um, network, Um, exposure to people that I hadn't been exposed to before, different lines of business. Um, You know, prior to some current roles, I had only been really involved on the commercial side of things. Um, So I knew medical. I had underwritten pretty much every product there was. But um, from a true employer group perspective, that's what I knew. And then, you know, decided I needed to venture out and learn more about Medicare. I mean, my goodness, that's our Mm -hmm. biggest line of business. And I didn't have that much exposure to it. So how do I go about doing that? And, you know, sometimes what you want isn't always going to work out right away. But in my mind, I knew if there were opportunities that would present themselves, then I needed to really think seriously about broadening my knowledge base and not just um, because it's not all about depth. It's also about breadth. So what are you what Mm -hmm. do you learning, and and then um, it does allow you to tie all that stuff together. And uh, so I've been very fortunate in that regard that I do have a lot of knowledge across the company, just working in different areas, different jobs, different departments. awesome. So
1: So on your timeline, you're in benders.
3: Yep. And so then that leads me to my current role, which is in pharmacy. And so that role... um, I took, as a result, I was also a second time, I was an impacted associate. And um, And we're going to go into that. I'm impacted associate. And so I came back. um, I was gone a couple months um, and then came back in the pharmacy area, which um, I'm so thrilled About, Um, I love pharmacy, and I've actually been trying to get into the pharmacy area for a couple years um, because that's, again, another area that I had no exposure to. And a little bit through Trent, we had pharmacy. Of course, we had to partner with them to come with Trend Vendors, um, and I was thrilled and excited to join that team, and so I did have that opportunity. Um, So that's where I am today.
1: Wow. Yeah.
2: So you mentioned, you know, the few twice- you were, yep. Uh, I guess what the technical term would be laid off. Um, well, yeah, but, um, yeah. Heard my, you use the position, phrase impacted. Yes, and my position was actually eliminated. Eliminated. Okay. Yes. So, you know, we we went through that a lot this past year, mm. especially in healthcare services. I mean, it was just a very difficult time. So, what perspective can you give, being someone who was impacted and then finding another role within Humana? Or just what thoughts do you have around that? Yeah, so I think, um, and when I talked about
3: networking before, um, networking is probably the number one thing, as I would say, someone should focus on every day, is to build that network. And um, it could be a personal network. I always refer to it in my mind kind of as my board of directors. So Mm. somebody who is going to help me when I'm in need. Mm. Um, And who would that be? And how do I go about, you know, getting them to assist me? And we talk a lot about sponsorship mm-hmm. and advocacy mm-hmm. and stuff in the WNRG. And to me, you really need to have some advocates that are on your board of directors to help you. Um, so I I was able to use my network um I would say effectively because someone who I consider, um, you know, an advocate of mine, um, is actually my leader today. Mm -hmm. So it worked out and, um, but it's not easy. Uh, It's not something you can say, I'm going to build my network and then tomorrow you think you have a network built. That's not the way it works. It's not quite that easy. But what you need to do is start just building relationships with people so um, you have personal connections to them. They know what kind of work you do. Um, They're in your mind and in their mind, there's somebody that can recommend you or speak your name when you're not in the room. Oh, that's that's the main thing. So when something comes good. up and you want your name to pop to their mind mm-hmm. and you want
2: them to be able to say it to this group. So so Patty Dale, Ty, we, interv- we had an interview with her, which was awesome, and she said the exact mm-hmm. same thing. She said, you've got to make sure that your name... Yep. Is on the list of names when people are, are looking at opportunities. Um, I thought that was. I mean, it's such a good point.
1: She used the phrase: "It's not who you know; it's who knows you."
2: Yeah, it's not. I mean, well, no, yeah, that's love it. that. Yeah,
1: and I, I, it.
3: I and it it's it's helped me honestly a couple times in my career where um, you know I've been impacted twice. But then a couple of different points when I I wanted to make a change. Um, you know, I had a couple advocates do stuff on my behalf that I didn't know about until after it was over. And they came to me and said, hey, I just want to let you know I sent a recommendation to mm-hmm. this person on your behalf. And I, I was like, well, oh, my gosh, thank you. I mean, um, didn't ask them to do it. They did that because they felt it was the right thing to do for me. So um, very appreciative of that. Um, but that's that's really what you need. Um, That, to me, is probably number one, is to make sure that you're building that network. And if someone leaves the company, that doesn't mean that that person's not uh, a part of your network any longer. Mm -hmm. Still utilize them. But you know what? It takes effort. This isn't easy. Right. So you have to put in the time and the effort to have a strong network. If you just think they're going to come to you and there's no work involved and then all of a sudden in your time of need – um, you're going to reach out and it's going to be effective, you're probably going to be disappointed. Um, it, it does take effort. So well,
1: I think it's a critical lesson learned on resiliency. Yes. Yeah. That, you know, some people would walk away after being impacted mm-hmm. um, or eliminated in their position and be bitter.
3: Absolutely. But, Absolutely.
1: You've, but you've chosen a path that is positive and resilient, and here you are again.
3: Yeah, it's um, it's definitely one of those things that I, I think you can take the wrong way. Um, once you find out that you have been impacted and your position has been eliminated, um, the initial reaction is—I mean, of course, you're you're saddened, you're you're frustrated, you're kind of angry. I mean, I, I think those Normal. are natural reactions mm-hmm. for people. But I I love it here. I've like I said, I've been here awesome. almost 18 years. I want to be here. I love what the company is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I yeah, you know, I don't I don't want to go elsewhere. Um, I had a couple opportunities to do that. I, I I didn't want to do that. I I like what I'm doing here. I like the people I work with. I love the mission of the company. So to me, it was a matter of I'm going to be back. It's just a matter of what role. What am I going to do now? Um, and then, of course, you know, finding someone who believes in me um, that will support me in, in my next adventure here. So,
2: Well, so what is it that you do or you've done to, to gain those advocates? So it's not enough just to say, Carmen, will you be my advocate? How did, how did you, what did you bring to the table that made them want to advocate for you? So I think w- an important thing from me was
3: just to start the connection. A lot of times I would just invite people to, I really liked the presentation that you gave at blah, blah, blah meeting. It inspired me. I have a few questions. Could we have coffee? Um, could we set up a WebEx and talk for half an hour? Do you have 15 minutes? Things like that. That's it was been. it was really just initiating a conversation with people, but it usually was after an event or um, a meeting or just an encounter. So I didn't randomly go up to somebody and say, "Hey, could we meet?" It, it, there was I wanted them to know why I was reaching out to them, so I felt it was important to connect with them in some way. Either we have a friend in common. A company in common, a presentation, you know, something, um, and then just start from there. And then it was really just kind of sharing information back and forth to get them to under to know me, and then I would get to know them, and and hopefully they were able to see me in action at some point. Well,
1: clearly, yeah, right.
3: So not just necessarily the job I'm doing today, but maybe in a volunteer situation, or maybe in the WNRG in some aspect. So, um, but it, and then it's a continuous follow-up. So it's not one and done, you know, then you had to keep having those conversations. And, and sometimes it's just silly little, on don't know, I am, when I have a minute, I'll send, you know, Hey, just checking in with you. How are you doing today? Or if I knew something special was going on with that person, their daughter graduating, you know, whatever, I would make sure I was reaching out. So the, I always wanted to have that personal touch and stay connected. So I think that is super important um, because you know everybody, you just want to belong, you know, yeah. and I think that's really important.
1: Well, I've had the fortunate opportunity, as well as Tara, to be on your leadership team or co-leads for the Be Happy and Healthy team, and you're the co-chair that um, represents us, that guides us, and leads us. And yeah, very lucky. And uh, oh, 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 absolutely. <laughs> And so your role with WNRG, Mm -hmm. and you said you've been with them since the beginning. Yep. And uh, so um, it sounds like one of the pieces that you're really proud of is your speaker series. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So where do you see the WNRG in the future?
3: So as we we progress, I think we need to really try to focus on male allies. Mm. in some form or fashion. And I think male allies is kind of a term that's overused right now. And I'm, I'm not sure it's getting the traction that it needs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if it's really male allies as much as we need to educate men on why they should want to be part of an NRG and specifically part of the W because there's a lot of things that men, I mean, the W isn't just for women. We don't put programs out there that are only for women. Um, We do a lot of educational things that men would want to learn and could learn from. Mm -hmm. So I think we need to do a really good job of explaining what we can offer and why the men that we work with or in our lives could benefit from, you know, joining the WNRG. Uh, I, I just think... We we shouldn't be a separate group. Uh, women want to advance, and we, you know, there's there's lots of things that uh, we need to fix. I hate to say that we're broken because I don't think we are. What we need to do is we're just trying to fight for equality in the workplace, and so we have to partner with men to make that happen. And they also have to realize why they should want women to advance their career at their company, uh, what's in it for them and why would it be important to them? So I think that's important. Another thing I think is important is for us to start focusing on basics. Um, and like the lunch and learn series, Tara, that you're doing, I think that's a good start because we start getting, um, I think tied up and focused on all these huge things, um, unconscious bias, which none of this, I'm not saying isn't important, because of course it is, but we start getting very, uh, what do I want to say, complex in our program offerings and all that, that we sometimes forget that people they're still wanting to just know the basics. Right. You know, how do I do this? How do I how do I get more points from, you know, go through 65? And how do I, I mean, just these things and simple things that they could take advantage of that we just need to remind them that are out there because we're so inund- inundated with emails and, I mean, just so everything, much. right? Coming yeah. every direction.
4: The business, fight of it all. I, I love what you had to say regarding allies, and technically for each NRG, there is a term, an ally, for each you know, per se segment or, or group category that each NRG represents, and I, I really feel we're at that point now where we really need to encourage people to move beyond an, an ally side of it and, and move to advocacy. To truly advocate for women in the workplace and to have these hard conversations about things that need change and need fixed. and to maybe facilitate some type of a, a training, or also whenever we talked to Josh Begley about what it means to be a male ally, I, I felt that was really enlightening. It was a whole other side of the equation that I hadn't
2: considered before. Well, it's almost like moving from. You know, like I identify too. I'm taking action, and I think yeah, that's, yeah. that's that pivot point. I'm sensing a, a theme, a pivot. Theme. <laughs> um, and yes. how? And how to? Yeah, and how do? You, what does that look like when you are are an advocate and you're taking action and you understand the bigger picture of of why the, the energies do what they do?
1: And with that, the importance of the strong I and D program here at Humana. Um, just overall, because we're obviously not the only NRG here. Well, how difficult was it for the NRG, the WNRG, to spawn from the IND group? Were they always um, from the IND, or were they separate at one time? Or
3: um, I think technically we've always been part of IND. Okay. Um, I think maybe a little bit more independent at the beginning, mm-hmm. um, and then really needed to. I think the company, you know, recommended that we have a little bit more consistency um, and an overview. And so it was a matter of having the IND team look at us and make sure that all energies are, you know, focusing on things that we that are important to the company
4: mm-hmm.
3: and, and to the energy that we're serving and the members that we're serving. So it was really just to kind of put that formal program in mm-hmm. place where before, It wasn't quite as formal, and now it's It's recognized as um, a very important program, you know, for our our members and for the associates that work here. So, um, and, you know, through the stuff that we've had come out and the well-being, Mm -hmm. you know, index with all of us. You know, an NRG is, you know, more engaged than those associates that are not, and uh, just on and on. So there's definitely value to so being in an energy, uh, and, and all that's just proving that it, it is worthwhile.
2: And for our listeners who don't know what IND is, it's, it's the inclusion and diversity program that, that operates from a corporate perspective. And then the NRGs support the IND program, yeah. just for clarification. Yeah, I mean, you have to have a strong IND program. You have to
3: have that in order to um, generate innovation. If you don't have Mm -hmm. diverse backgrounds and experiences, um, you won't have the outcomes that you need. And so in order to have success, you have to have diverse thought and ideas.
1: And fortunately, we can join all of our NRGs, which we're up to eight now.
2: Well, yeah, eight, right?
1: Yes. We eight. are at eight. Mm-hmm. And, and myself, I'm a member of each one of them and because I can identify with each of them in, in varying ways, or I want to be an advocate, ally for any one of those folks. So um, and we're, we have that opportunity. We need
4: to take it. And there's a ninth one on the horizon mm-hmm. to be uh, released later, I believe, this year. Yes,
1: yeah. yeah. Talks have started on that so yeah. far, yeah. Is it supposed to be a secret since we're not going to say what it is?
3: Yeah, we'll have a, we'll uh, have a formal announcement. Uh, yeah. It, so,
1: yeah,
4: Yeah. well, I, I'm not sure if that's been an That's enough.
2: true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let me ask you, what does it take to be successful in this world? I mean, honestly, you've kind of answered this in yeah. terms of resilience uh-huh. and networking. Um, anything else? I think that there has to
3: be, I I would add a couple of things. I think there needs, you need to have patience. I think a lot of people think that success is just going to come overnight and that you don't have to put the time in. Um, to learn. So I I think there's some patience that is needed by a lot of people. And then I would also say that I think you need to show up every day. And that was uh, one of my leaders many years ago, probably the best advice they ever gave me was to make sure you show up every day. And I was like, well, what does that Mm -hmm. mean? What does show up? And they're like, bring your best self to work Mm -hmm. every day. So and I think a lot of times, you know, people will say that and they'll be like, yeah, that's important. And then, you know, they they don't do that at work every day. So it doesn't matter where you are at work. It doesn't matter if you're in a meeting. It doesn't matter if you're sitting at your desk having a conversation. Um, you have to be your best self every day. And um, think about what you're saying, who you're saying it to, your audience. It's just very important because... Um, That is what does lead to having this board of directors, to Mm -hmm. having a strong network. Um, And and so I would say in addition to having the network, having patience, and then um, a willingness to learn. You have to be curious and willing to learn every day about different things. And if you're not curious then I'm not sure that this is really a good industry for you <laughs> right now because it changes. Healthcare is is so evolving and changing every day and I think right now even more rapidly mm-hmm. than in the past. So it's very important to be successful to to learn and, and be flexible right
2: now as well. So it is a great point though. I mean okay. if it's if it's not comfortable and it's not something that someone wants to be a part of that's okay yeah but this is the this is the world we're in and it is i I had an an associate once i hope i'm not repeating myself but um i I, you know i was trying to like get them through the next change and i'm like you know every time i start off a conversation with them i'm like my team you know it's like okay well we're we're it's a changing world and you know and he respected you know very respectfully wrote like wrote was like terry yeah we get it. We're in a changing world. You know, mm-hmm. we've all accepted it and we've all embraced it and, you know, it's it's okay. It's it's just, it's Humana. It's, yeah. the, you know. And, and, and um, everyone is just demanding so
3: much from us. Um, so, you have external forces too that um, are coming at the company, you know, um, demanding things. You have clients that are being very demanding. The industry, you know, you have the government. So, uh, there's just so much and, um, this, I think, is what the status quo is going to be going yeah. forward, is just living in this state of chaos, honestly, day to day. And it's just how well you're going to deal with it is really what's going
2: to set yeah. you apart. Well, what was the, the old, um, I don't know, is it an adage? I don't know what it is, but what happens at 10 changes by 2. <laughs> and just that is, it is what it is. We close our
4: podcast out, like, every every time. it be intentional Stay okay. curious and inspire others. Well, everyone that we've talked to on this podcast has been so inspiring to me personally. Yeah. And then be intentional with your actions. And you have to stay curious. You're always learning something. I'm telling you what, I am on a constant uh, NASCAR left
1: turn on the learning curve. <laughs> well, I think so. that's what's cool about this podcast, our podcast, mm-hmm. um, Sherry, is that we are able, we are fortunate, and so are our listeners, to hear about so many different pieces of the business and parts of the business and how it works, I'm learning. I am learning every time I talk to you and everybody. And if people would stick with these weekly podcasts, what they'll know. Right. I mean,
3: just think about, if you can walk away with one thing that you didn't know before you invested 15 minutes or whatever into the podcast, you're learning something about the business or... Um, you know, advice from someone that you were like, I was thinking that, and maybe it's just confirmation that you needed in order to take that next step or, you know, join that next organization or whatever it is, so... Um, you know I I definitely have learned a lot I've listened obviously to all your podcasts that you guys have Yay. published so far but um, Yay, thank you Yay. yeah mm-hmm. so we'll do a plug there but yeah it's uh, I, I think that's the purpose I mean if we're that's not true. passing yes, on knowledge exactly Sh-
1: Sh- share knowledge. why
2: why are we doing this and as women I think we have to do a better job of it yeah. and so so if you've been here 18 years you've been part of an impacted, You've been impacted personally. You know, you've had positions that have been impacted. Yeah. Um, you've you've been in different parts of the organization. You've moved laterally. You've moved up the ladder. I mean, those types of experiences are to be shared. You know, and thank you for being willing. But you know, we have to have these conversations, mm-hmm. and we have to know what worked for you, what didn't work, and how can I apply it to my own life? And that's what this is all about. Yeah, I think women we tend to hold ourselves back. If there was one thing
3: um, that I would say. About women um, and why we don't get to the next role that we want, it's a lot of times because we don't allow ourselves to believe that we can do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we always feel that we have to have every check mark checked mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff, and it, it's just not true. Um, the importance of having the strong network and having an advocate, or hopefully multiple advocates, is that they already believe in you mm-hmm. or they wouldn't be your advocate. And so you need to believe that you have, if someone tells you and gives you advice that, yeah, you should go for this, this would be good for you. Um, then you should go for it and believe that you can do it as long as it's something that you want to do. Uh, I never want to move to a role where I feel like I can do every single thing that that role is asking me for because, Cause I'm not learning. I'm not stretching myself. You want to so be challenged. You want to be challenged. You know, you'll be bored within six months of of that. So uh, let yourself go. Let yourself believe that you actually can do that job. Wow. And and yeah, just just do it. Just go for it. Um, I can say I've done that a few times, and and it's worked out. Um, you know, there's there's times when you might put yourself out on a limb, and maybe it didn't go. Um, like you thought, but something always positive happens from it. So, I, I was, mean, it, it's always a good move. You have to be thorough. I mean, don't discount the normal process that you have to go through, you know, to determine if it's a good move, you know, write down those things, you know, and, and make sure that you're like, Yep, yeah, here's why I should do it. Here's why I shouldn't. And if those pros outweigh those cons, then really consider doing it. Don't let yourself Limit your decision. You know, absolutely.
1: I was going to ask you your strength, but I want to say determination. I I hear, I hear it all over you, girl.
2: Resilience and strength, absolutely.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, that's true. Yeah, both or what is your strength? What do you I mean
2: think? I,
3: yeah I definitely would say that as well. I think I got that from my mom. My my mom. Um she passed away a little over a year ago and and she was somebody who had a chronic disease for uh, 25 years. Um battled it and she was the most positive mm. person that I have ever met and probably will ever meet. Uh, for someone whose quality of life was very impacted Um, that woman was just amazing. And so I just try to keep that in the back of my mind that I can do it. I believe in myself. I have a strong network. My mom's out there. She's still supporting me. Um, and all of those things that she taught me from Mm -hmm. a young age to, you know, to now, um, they're with me and that's, that's just what I rely on. So I just try to stay positive. I'm not, I'm just not a negative person and I Mm -hmm. just don't know how people, Negative people can really, you know, focus. And <laughs> I just, uh, to me, it's like uh, you know, life's so short. I just, I don't want to spend it regretting anything. Absolutely. I just want to move forward and and be positive and
1: YOLO. You only yeah. live once, right? Yeah, that, so. that old acronym. Absolutely, <laughs> pull that back out of history, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, we are very, very grateful you. It's for you spending here. some time with. Us. I'm excited. It's always so fun when we do these because as you're talking, I'm like, oh, that's great. Oh, that's a good night. I know. You know, like, we'll exactly. have to that, You know, so yes. people know, like, listen, there's good stuff in here. So we're really very grateful. Yeah, it's very nice to be here. Thank you so much for spending time with us.
0: And that's it for this episode. You can share your thoughts on our WNRG Buzz page or by tagging us, hashtag WNRG Podcast Series.
1: Until next time, be intentional
0: stay curious
1: and inspire others.